Welcome to the New Beginnings Doing a 180 podcast. My name is Meredith Kendall and I'm the co-author of the 180 program. Today will be our final episode with uh, becoming the leader that God created you to be. Now this does come from an eight-week series. If you are interested in the whole thing, you can find that on our website at the180program.org. You can purchase just the book or you can also purchase an electronic copy that comes with videos and again you will find that on our website. Today we're going to talk about um, how we need to be aware of obstacles and there will be obstacles in our way as we are achieving our goals. How do we know this? Well because if there weren't obstacles everybody would have achieved their goals by now but when the first obstacle comes along a lot of us quit because we don't see how to get around it. Um, it may be a road close sign, or it might be a speed bump, or it might be a brick wall. And we're going to talk about all of those here in just a minute. But first, I want to ask you, if you've gotten a mentor or somebody to walk with you, that is awesome because we all need other people in our lives talking to us, holding us accountable, um, telling us, been there, done that, don't buy that t-shirt kind of thing. But have you ever tried to put a puzzle together without the box? You know, the box that has the picture on it, the box that tells you what the final product is supposed to look like. Now, I have married into a family that loves doing puzzles. But I can tell you right now, that's the first thing that we all look for is, what is this final project going to look like? And we are constantly looking at the picture to see where this tiny little piece fits in, or this little white mark fits into this really, you know, serene picture, you know, they love to do pictures of landscapes and things like that. But you need the box to figure out exactly where it goes. You need to know that final picture. So if you don't know what your final picture looks like, how can you expect anyone else? The other problem is, is if you don't know what your final picture looks like, then somebody might come along and say, well, I think it's going to work better this way. Or I might think it's going to look better this way. The thing is, is that may not be where you have the final product wanting to be, your final goal and where you want to be. So you need to know before you get a mentor, get somebody, um, where is it that you want to end up, okay? But sometimes we get stuck. We get stuck in life. We get stuck in leaderships and that's okay, okay? What are you going to do with it is the answer and is the question, okay? So reasons are going to be different why everybody gets stuck, okay? So road closed sign. Everybody knows what a road closed sign looks like, right? It's got the slatted line, slatted um, wood and it's orange and white and it's got this big old sign that says road closed. Now, in real life, road closed signs may be there for different reasons. Road work. The roads tore out, the bridge is out, or maybe the road is actually literally washed away. Now, what's going to happen if you decide that you aren't going to, um, you know, adhere to the road close sign and you're going to go around it. Okay. Now, what if you decide to go around that road close sign and you end up at the bottom of a ravine because there was a bridge out, but see, you thought you could bypass it or you thought somebody else knew better than you. So you went around it. Okay. Now, here's another issue. What if you're sitting there and 
you get so paralyzed that you don't even move. Now see, with a, with a road close sign, if you are paying attention, there are usually detour signs that say, go this way, go this way, go this way, and then you'll be right back on track. The challenge is gonna be actually following these detour signs and thinking that maybe the person who's laid this out knows the best way to get on the route. Because a lot of times we say, oh, we got this. We don't need a detour sign. We know how to get around this road closed. And then years later, we're finally getting back on the road to actually getting our degree or actually getting that promotion or whatever it is because he, we thought we knew best versus the person who was designing the road. Do you see how that correlates with both driving and our lives? So a brick wall. Now, there's usually no getting around a brick wall unless you use dynamite to blow it up. Here's the problem with blowing up a brick wall. There will be unintended consequences when all the pieces fall. Been there, done that, okay? I am one of those people that I just like to forge forward and there's a brick wall. Oh, I see it, but yeah, it's in my way, so I'm gonna blow it up. Well, there's a brick wall there for a reason, okay? It is to, to save you from whatever's on the other side. Unfortunately, my personality is like, I'll just blow it up and I'll deal with it later. Now that I'm getting a little bit older and I've had to deal with a lot of unintended consequences, um, I'm being more cautious when I get up to a brick wall and I'm going, okay, Lord, thank you very much. And I will go left or I will go right, but I will very cautiously decide where I need to go from there. Maybe I have to back up a few steps and be able to take in the surroundings and, and the area and just say, okay, now what's next? Take time. My word right now is preparation and prepare. God has me on this preparation, prepare. Just step back from it for a second and prepare for the next step, okay? But blowing it up really does not work, okay? So a speed hump, we all know what speed humps or speed bumps are. Usually we all think they're there to make us mad and because we have to slow down. Well, no, actually they're found, you know, in parking lots, neighborhoods to tell us to slow down so we don't hurt somebody. Now, if you've got a really low riding car and you go flying over a speed bump, what's going to happen? Yeah, you might not have the bottom of that car much longer, right? So we're just going to go slowly. So this speed bump in our life, we're just going to kind of go up and over and come back. And then we're going to go right on. Okay. A speed bump is not there to make us mad. It's there to slow us down so that maybe we can focus on something. Maybe we can say, oh, wait a minute. I was going way too fast and this was not going to turn out well. So I can stop and think for a little bit as I'm going slow over this speed bump. Okay. Whatever it is and whyever it is, we have to look at these and say, okay, God, what is it that you want me to see? Now, sometimes there's a road close sign and we get so paralyzed that we think that, um, well, that road's closed forever and well, been there, done that. So we never go back to see if that road is back open and um, and so we forget that, oh, wait a minute, we were headed down that path and maybe now it's time to go back to that path. Okay. Don't think that just because it was closed at one time, it's always going to be closed. 
Now here's the other part. You get so paralyzed, you just sit there that you miss the detour signs. And the challenge will be is when you are taking a detour is to find the beauty in it, to find the why. Why did I have to take this detour? What am I supposed to learn? What can I see? Now you may find out that this detour is where you were supposed to be all along, but this was the only way God could get a hold of your attention, okay? And it's not always easy. So my question is, is God using your circumstances to position and prepare you to accomplish his vision for your life? Okay, let me say that again. Is God using your circumstances to position and prepare you to accomplish his vision for your life? The answer is yes. We may not see it that way, but we need to look at everything in leadership, everything that we do as Christ followers to become that masterpiece that Ephesians 2.10 says that we are. We are his masterpiece created in uh, Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Okay. So what is it that he wants to use and do through your life? Okay. So as you think about this week, and as you think about getting a mentor or getting somebody who walks with you, uh, my question is, my question, comment, I want to talk about a couple of scriptures before we go. Proverbs eleven fourteen, without wise leadership, a nation falls. There is safety in having many advisors. Okay. So as we talk about accountability, as we talk about getting a mentor, who do you still need to talk to about walking with you? That's number one. You need to get somebody to walk with you. Jesus replied in Matthew 15, 13 through 14, uh, verses 13 through 14. Jesus replied, every plant not planted by my heavenly father will be uprooted. So ignore them. They are blind guides leading the blind. And if one blind person guides another, they will both fall into a ditch. So if you have a leader mentoring you, and they are not walking in a manner that God sees fit, according to the scripture, what's going to happen? And then the second question is, do you need to change anyone who is walking with you? Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your gracious spirit lead me forward on a firm footing. Psalms 143.10. What is God trying to teach you? And is your footing firm? And if not, what do you need to change? And from everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. Luke 12, 48. So as you grow as a leader, remember that verse. And are you ready for the challenge as you will be asked to mentor others. Don't take your job lightly as a leader that God has created you to be. Again, this is the last in this series. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you want the whole eight weeks, again, you can go to the180program.org. I would love for you to email me at meredith at the180program.org. Would love to hear from you, and I hope you have a great week.